0: Why is somebody calling me? Hello? Hello, hi, this is Raphael downstairs in security. Uh huh. Um, we're getting noise complaints that your TV is a bit loud. Would it be possible to turn it down? Yes, of course. All right, thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. My TVs do that. I'm so happy. I took that call, and you guys all heard that. Because you're like, he's in a hotel room. How, how are people not complaining? But they didn't say this guy next door is playing guitar and screaming. They said my TV was too loud. That means I must sound pretty good. <laughs> I'm Joe Normal, and you're watching Guitar Tales with Dave Cohen and Scott Gatarmus angle. Have a rockin' day.
1: show number three of the Intermezzo series uh, with my great friend Scott guitarist Engel, who will be joining us on screen in a moment. Uh, Extra thanks to Joe Normal for our great bumper. And I couldn't stop laughing at our GT alum, Phil X, uh, on tour somewhere in a hotel room cracking us up, but doing something even more important uh, for tonight's show, which is discourage or encourage do we get encouraged by great guitar players? Do we get discouraged? Do I want to throw those guitars away when I hear a great guitar player? Or do I want to play them more? And Scott uh, put up a great post on our Facebook page, and we got all sorts of comments. And we thought, let's do another intermezzo series. And before we pull Scott on, as always, I want to thank our sponsor, Charles Larita of Mitchell Studios, doing wonderful work. We recently referred a client to him, Not the Dog You Hear Barking but a real human being, Steve Petersack, who got great work done by him. So extra thanks to uh, Charles Larita for sponsoring our show. And without further ado, let's get Scott Guitar Assist Angle on the show.
2: Here's a story. It looks like the Brady Bunch when I come on. It does. <laughs> Except we're missing the other four people. And oh, Andy Davis in the middle. No, uh, no. Andy Davis is an amazing shredding guitar player. Um, no, not many people know this. She always uh, was that's, amazing,
1: that's a, just like uh, Johnny Depp before he started acting. That's a she would
2: serenade Sam at the butcher shop with her she two-handed did. tapping on an acoustic guitar. Pretty amazing shit.
1: And, and it's funny because Eddie always actually credited her.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I always I love those stories that go around, like Eddie Van Halen didn't come up with two-handed tapping. There was a guy in 1938 who was. The-
1: he, he did something it, right.
2: He, he took it to the next level. <laughs> so just stop with that shit, okay? I, uh, just yes. stop it.
1: All right. Can I slurp right now?
2: Yes. I'm really in a good mood. Um, um, I'm very excited about today's show. This is a, a subject near and dear to my heart. And I, I think a lot of people commented, and I have some quotes, and I have to be real. I will give my opinion. I'm in this area in New Jersey. Oh, yeah. Uh, very, very intimidating.
1: It is. And you know what? You know, one of my opening thoughts for this topic, and I realized it has universal appeal. Um, but in my day job as an attorney, it's the same thing. If I hear a wonderful attorney give an opening statement, oral argument, things like that, I could be inspired or I could say, you know what? I want to drop my law license. Yeah. Uh, you know, things like that. It, so I think our topic uh, today slash tonight. It, it really has universal applicability. We'll talk about guitars, uh, but I think a part of it. I want to ask you, Scott. Does a lot of it have to do with the vibe you're getting from that guitar player you're seeing? You know, is the guitar player musically generous, approachable, or are they or are they a little bit aloof? Because I wonder if that affects the uh...
2: factor yeah there's some guys that's sort of come off as a legend in their own mind but you have to realize um that could be their on stage persona and that's not at at how they are at all in real life you know uh i'd say 99.9 percent of all guitar players in the cover bands around here uh, that i talk to off stage and on stage and and we've had on the show uh, a couple of guys they're pals of mine i just love what they do and i encourage them to uh keep doing what they do. And it's, it's, I don't feel like it's a contest. I feel like we all have something to offer. Like, you know, he's a really good guitar player, but he's not a, a super great singer. Maybe I'm a better singer than he is. And like, you know, I can't get into all that. No, you, just, you can't. So everybody's got their own little bag of tricks. So give know. me,
1: give me on your end, because I, I you know, I, I think that the perceptions from you are more important than for me today. Um, Give me a, a scenario it doesn't have to be real you could almost be like a composite character not necessarily this happened in 1996 kind of thing mm-hmm. but give me that that scenario where you felt intimidated and did feel discouraged just sort of generically speaking what kind of factors uh
2: i played gigs where i when i found out beforehand before i started playing that there was there was some gunslinging guitar player in the crowd that was yeah. there to see the band and, uh, it gets in your head. You know, I, I, I was, I made a tremendous amount of mistakes in the first five minutes of that gig because I was just so, and when I told said guitar player, man, you know, you're here. I wanted to be good. And I was fucking up. And <laughs> right. he's like, when you come to my gigs, you make me nervous. Like I mess up. Oh, I'm, there like, you go. I'm like, what you, He's yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you get it. It gets into your head, you know? Cause y'all want to impress each other or just show your stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, it,
1: it, yeah. In my mind, I thought of a few, I won't go through them all. I just thought of a few experiences on, on the handful of occasions when I've gigged where I felt that way. Yeah. And I thought of a few of the law. Yeah. You know, where I, if there was an attorney, I really, really respected, you know, in the gallery watching me during trial, mm-hmm. you know, th- there will be a little bit of that intimidation factor, but let me switch it on you right now. Um, are, have there been occasions, again, not necessarily a real one, but just sort of a composite scenario where you're not playing, you're in the audience, and you're watching someone on stage or practicing, doesn't matter where, mm-hmm. and not necessarily shredding, but just playing so well that that you, you feel a little discouraged. Like, why why am I not at that level?
2: Uh, maybe, maybe I used to feel that way when I okay. was starting out, but. At, at this level now I mean I've I'm 59 years old I pretty much plateaued but I, I've said that but then just a couple of days ago I, I I learned a new Randy Rhodes lick that I didn't think it was I could ever play you know uh I'll never play in the band it's just for myself here at home right. uh you know I didn't even video it and put it up anywhere but because uh I was just having fun with it. Right.
0: Okay. So and I'll, and, and I'll do
2: that. I'll, I'll, I will I'll play. I'll hear a song on the radio or an old song, a new song. doesn't really matter. And I'll go, ooh, what's he doing there? What's she doing there? I need to figure that out. So right. I go right to YouTube and pull up Carl Brown or <laughs> Marty well, Songs or somebody. And these guys, you know, it's like having a teacher in your living room.
1: You know, all right, let me. I'm glad you brought that up. So. You and I were texting that a uh, few days ago, and I was all happy. I told you I did the Joel Hoxtra. I was playing 10 minutes. It became more than 10 minutes. But I, I heard on the radio the ridiculously simple, it's a long way to rock and roll or a long mm-hmm. way to the top by AC/DC. Right. And I thought in the beginning, I'll learn it the old-fashioned way. I mean, I could kind of figure it out. It's not that hard. And then I got lazy. I went on YouTube. I ultimately liked uh, Schwartz. He, I, I liked his tutorial better than me. Few others mm-hmm. i saw and as i did it it was, it was it's absurdly easy at least to do it at, at my level i'm not saying yeah. it's you know to do it as well as they do i found myself not having enjoyed the process as much as the old days when you had to think a little bit more yeah and figure stuff out i just that i mean schwartz is just an amazing teacher <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know? and and i think it I i think it took away from my For me, it's not growth. The most I'll ever get is catching up to the way I played 20, 30 years ago because Mm -hmm. I'm not active like you are. Um, But I'm going to ask you, do you think that us jumping on YouTube sort of retards our growth as guitar players where we don't have to go through as much of the struggle to learn it as we did pre-YouTube?
2: Well, I could tell you that uh, songs I learned by trying to listen and uh, with tapes and CDs and stuff, uh, I did not learn those songs accurately. In fact, like just like a few months ago, I found out I was playing um, Hell's Bells wrong for like thirty years.
1: <laughs> right,
2: <laughs> playing it way harder than it actually was. And when I well, I I went on and said, like, "Oh, is that all it is?"
1: Um, but you're literally an artist. So you 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 know, like you you paint. I mean, you are a straight up artist. When you put yeah. this show together, you're an artist. So getting on YouTube, I'm going to put, I'm going to give you a little pushback on your theory, right? So going on YouTube allowed you to do two things It allowed you to play it with a little more ease and a little more accuracy. Okay. But in terms of your growth as an artistic musician, which I personally know you to be, does it also help you grow as a musician to sort of, to, to learn sort of the right way to play it? so maybe it does i don't
2: know yeah i mean well learning it from just listening uh definitely improves your ear right i mean yeah, i have right. a really I have, I, have, I have that what they call pitch perfect ear hearing or whatever the hell it is right um so i can listen to a riff and go oh i know exactly where that is or i have okay. an idea anyway of where it should be are the open strings is there a capo involved wow. but once you get into weird tunings like you know like uh uh some led zeppelin stuff like cashmere right. you had the Dadgad tuning and weird tunings. like you're never going to figure that out by listening to it you, you, you oh, need yeah, a yeah. teacher to say hey you got to retune your guitar or <laughs> this is really simple but it's the it, work uh, i'm trying to play to a song on the re- on the record and it's and it sounds like an e but it's coming out terrible i'm talking about when i first started out right well that's because hendrix and steve ray vaughn playing e-flat and right. I got my guitar tuned to A and I'm like playing an F and I'm struggling and I'm trying to figure out, you know. Well, that's what I got
1: the other day because ACDC Schwartz taught me that uh, they actually had to, um, what's the big, the uh, the thing you squeeze in and out? Hell,
2: uh, yeah. You mean a squeeze box? Accordion? Sort of.
1: Accordion. So they, <laughs> they, they actually had to tune it. Uh, they went a half step up to match the accordion.
2: Yeah, that happens. Van yeah. Halen Van Halen famously like tune his G string like slightly pitchy so that um you would he would lose that dissonance that you have, that natural yeah. dissonant harmonic that you have when you when you play two notes together. But like running with the devil and stuff. That's why it sounds so clean. But if he goes down the neck and plays like a regular chord, it sounds a little wonky. Oh, that's
1: interesting. Or even you've got um, you know, every single thing Keith Richards did.
2: Mm-hmm would have a different kind of yeah thing. now he's got an open d thing going on yeah. uh open tuning you know so you're not going to be able to pick that stuff up necessarily by listening right. then came the advent of vcrs and all that stuff and we Which used helped. to we used to tape uh shows and we didn't have youtube so we would tape don Kircher's rock concert or american bandstand or midnight special or whatever um and that was our youtube Right, and, so you, we, and you have to
1: stare at their hands. And then we
2: would, you would use the VCR, and yeah. probably, you know, I, I broke more VCRs. At my father's <laughs> stopping yeah. and pausing and forwarding and all this kind of stuff. Uh, my brother and I burnt through Live Without a Net on VHS and Steve Ray wanted at the Elmo Combo on VHS, and but that we really by visually seeing what these guys were up to, yeah. we learned, we learned a ton in a shorter amount of time right. than than, than just struggling over listening and trying to figure out what the hell's going on.
1: All right. So let me, let me bring you back on those examples, discourage or encourage, right? So were there any occasions when you're a, a newer guitar player, because you know, on our show, we have, we have people who are probably 15 or 16 all the way up to probably 75 or eight years old who watch our show. Mm-hmm. So when you're a beginner guitar player, would any of those performances that you were trying to learn discourage you where you would just say, I, I, I'll never be able to do this?
2: I think initially, in, in just a, a well-rounded sense, seeing a band play live on television was was encouraging. Seeing my father play yeah. drums right. live was encouraging. That was the aha moment for me. I never saw my father play drums until right. I was like, I don't know, 15, 16 years old at a, cr- a campground talent contest he sat down to play the drums and i was like what because right. we live in an apartment he's not playing drums at home he's like i'm going to work i'm going to play drums i'm like okay bye you know i had no interest in music at all until i saw him play drums and i was like right. i think i want to do that <laughs> it's cool and then i started playing drums i didn't start playing guitar until i got in college as we heard from the first guitar tales show ever
1: i know that's right. The first one went I told the story how library. I yeah
2: played started playing noodling on guitar and playing guitar.
1: And, and you famously, uh, we had that big jam session in my house in yeah. 1983 with about four guitars and a drum. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
2: but jamming right. jamming is uh, you know like I think at that level when you're jamming with other neighborhood kids, yeah. and you turn out to be. Like the best of the of your group, then then you kind of get a swelled head. And if you're like below that guy, you know, like ah, it well, makes you, you. it makes you try harder to to get better. You know, see if you can improve yourself. Because at that early level, you, there's tons of room for improvement. And, and it gets harder insecurity. when you when you plateau later on. Yeah. You know, well, you know, it's harder to get you, more riffs.
1: When you and I were growing up, our mutual friend Jason Shapiro. So day one, he's never touched a guitar. Day three sixty-five, <laughs> he is playing Mood for a day, note for note on a yeah. guitar he built. Like, and, Mo- he and Molly Hatchet
2: like, and, and all yeah. kinds of stuff. So like, I will tell you
1: that was a little discouraging for me. Yeah. You know, you know, here he is one year in and he's playing Steve Howe note for note. Oh, and he built the <laughs> guitar. That he's playing it on.
2: Do you remember? You, know? you wrote a song years ago called uh, "Crazy Guitar," and no. it was all about a guy uh that you're holding a guitar in your hands, and it's begging for other hands to play it because you're not that good.
1: And no, I yeah, I don't remember. That. I remember
2: the line "begging for hands other than mine." You said you sang or oh, wrote or whatever. Funny. So there you go. There's there's yeah our, um... yeah.
1: There's our show from a wellspring of insecurity. But
2: the, uh, the rest of it, you say, but I'll play on my crazy guitar.
1: Oh, that's a good line.
2: So even though you were discouraged, you went ahead and said, I'm going to keep focusing I, and trying to be better.
1: That's funny. I literally don't remember writing that song. but, but I'll, <laughs> I'll take it.
2: So let's take a couple of quotes from our friends out yeah, there in absolutely. TV land. Yeah. Uh, so, the question was does does seeing an artist that's better than you or, or a ten year old kid covering eruption? we have a video of that <laughs> yeah, <he's good. laughs> which is like come on man, really yeah. you know he's only ten, and I had like thirty years to learn eruption uh but uh this is this is some of the answers that here's Bob Gilmartin says it should always encourage you, and you as a member of the musicians' community should always. Cheer a person on and be happy that talent is shining.
1: He's got the right attitude, but can we always live up to that? Right. We, we know that, but can we live up to that?
2: Our good friend Johnny Compton uh absolutely encourages me, but in my humble opinion, music is not a competition. When you're doing it properly, music is in your heart. How do you compete with someone else's heart or Ooh. someone's heart? That's uh uh He's Tony, a good soul. Tony Rosati says we'd be nothing without our heroes, I guess pertaining to seeing and copying our heroes like when we first start out we always have our guitar heroes and uh like you've
1: always said about me i've always been your (laughs) guitar
2: absolutely (laughs) uh my early influences i I, you can hear my playing now and and i don't even realize it that it's it's an amalgamy of a bunch of different players i've heard over the years some guys are famous if you've heard of some guys are not so famous um we can get into shredding versus slow hand that's a whole nother it that could a, that know. could be a whole nother show. <laughs> I know. Here's here's honest answer from Glenn Scholler. Hope you said your name like right, Glenn. Um, it's a constant inner battle. The more you learn, the more you realize how much you really don't know. And that is so, so true. It really is. And it uh it ties into what Lori Geffen said. She says it makes me want to practice.
1: So she's getting encouraged, forcing Correct. us to be our best, is what she's really
2: saying. Um Let's see. Uh, then we have Erin Dethrich, who was a former guest on the show. She had a Base lot of player. Play. No, no, no. Erin Aaron is a Oh, no, I'm player. sorry. I'm, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, She's it's, the shredder. That's you right. Think of, yes, Erin the shredder, yeah. uh, who, who, who talked about brand snobbery. It was a great episode. You yes. should check that out. Um, I like watching other players because it allows me the opportunity to study new sounds or riff or technique that I didn't have in my repertoire before. Very true um and then you can you can add that and be inspired with it and then finally we have um we have uh Bill Bishop who very uh truthfully said this literally <laughs> everyone is better than me <laughs> and he did a funny a, he comment. did put a laughing emoji after that but you know what he's saying it is sometimes it is a little discouraging we, when you see yeah, can feel that way.
1: yeah.
2: some yeah. young buck you know come up there and when i mean young i mean like child prodigy good yeah why do you show us right now mr scott so this is a segue let's uh let's this is one of my favorite clips of all time um this is it, it explains itself
0: <laughs> do you play guitar call here put it in the mic yes, yes! what song do you know
1: I know a lot of Metallica songs. You want to do a Metallica song? You want to do a Metallica song? Alright. Do I know a lot of Metallica songs?
0: Me and Taylor know Metallica songs. Hit him with it, Collier.
2: anyway you get the he's idea so great. i mean the he's he's completely young and completely fearless right yeah that's that's he, one thing always... you have when you're when you're younger i never had stage fright till i was over 30 <laughs> <laughs> that's funny i just didn't care i i was fearless yeah. i would just go yeah. out there and do all kinds of trickery and so forth and, and get away with it and uh yeah, now i, I re- now i almost think too much like oh yeah. god Oh God, here comes the solo. Loosen right. up. Here it comes. Yeah, you that know. kid
1: was beautifully fearless. He 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 wasn't smart enough to know he should work. He was great, <laughs> you know. But it, it it is a clip. It, I must have seen it a hundred times. He's in
2: an arena playing playing with uh, the Foo Fighters and
1: 30,000 twenty, thirty thousand people probably.
2: And they right, late, great Taylor Hawkins on drums, poor guy. Yeah, um but what a memory,
1: huh? <laughs> yeah, it's something. And, and those kids are all over the internet. And we've talked with a couple of guests about them. Um, you know, a lot of them, you know, in terms of what makes rock and roll, rock and roll, they're learning the stuff. You know, some of them I think will grow up and, and have what we might call the rock and roll attitude. Some of them might yeah. not. Some of them might just be really great technicians, um, you know, and, and not necessarily have or even ever develop feel so because it's lesson driven sometimes
2: so i have have this uh, this question just popped in my head because it's happened to you know kids we went to school with and over the years that were like really into playing i mean really into it they're in bands they got the guitar they and then somewhere along the line it just stops yeah they sell their stuff or they don't play anymore i used to play or they got an injury and they can't play that's one thing but sometimes they just stop yeah. playing and they were really good <laughs> and, I, yeah. and i'm always surprised to hear like why did you stop playing
1: yeah and i think that's that's dovetailing into what i was trying to convey a moment ago which is that you know a lot of the kids we're going to see on youtube you know they'll have parents our age let's say and they get put in you know they, yeah. they get guitar lessons starting at age three or four or something like that um probably parental pressure um i would suggest not very different from a lot of the kids that get pushed into sports early,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and, and I think they get burned out because, you know, you and I did it organically. Right.
2: Uh, that goes and, a long way.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, and we, and we did it out of love for music and, and here I am, I'm still, my guitar is a huge part of my life, but yeah. no one pressured me to do it. same thing with you. Right. And, and I wonder if a lot of these shredders we're seeing on social media these days, if we had a crystal ball, uh, if, if they'd still be playing in 10, 15, mm. 20 years, because they might not be doing it from love. They might be doing it because their parents just had them do
2: it. You know, we, we've had uh, musicians on the show uh, that were trained classically like. Um, uh, Our uh, Juilliard Jol- trend. J- J- yeah. J- uh, Dorian Chia. Yes. And yeah. uh, and the violin and and, you know, violin is something you just can't pick up and start noodling around with. Yeah. But he also told the story how he was, uh, you know, he wanted to play guitar so bad that he stole one from school. <laughs>
1: know, it was such a great story. And he, quit, I mean, he plays a little violin now, but he, he rebelled. And thankfully, his yeah. music was still in his, in his blood. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, he took it to, you know, obviously playing violin takes it to a different level. Yeah. Um, But we've, so we've had classically uh, trained lessons people, if you will. Yep. You know, like, yep. You know, Dave, did you practice your piano lessons today? No. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So when we had Joel Hockstra on, he, uh, he had a great uh, point uh, uh, in regards to as far as practicing guitar,
0: and this yeah. is what he had to say. I always preach what worked for me, and that's the consistency. You know, when you play guitar, I always tell people the number one thing is that to try and play your guitar every day while we're, while you're taking lessons from me, try to play your guitar every day. And that's harder than it sounds because people might be like, you mean I could just pick it up and play for two minutes? Yeah. Right, but right. the thing is, is that if you do that, if you do play every day, I've never known anybody that played every day that wasn't good. Yeah. Ever. So, I mean, it's like, just do that. And I've, I'm like, there's going to be times where you're going to look at it and be like, no way. I just worked 12 hours. I just, you know, had the worst day ever. Right. Like, or I you, don't like
1: what's coming out of my own hands right now.
0: If you right. can go over to your guitar and pick it up for two minutes, then, um, you know, you're you're still going to be the person that wins the battle. So you has got to be the person that keeps picking it up. No matter-
2: yeah, great, great point. And you know what? I Ever since I saw that interview, I do try to pick up my guitar every day. I yeah. do the same thing every month. And I try to every month. <laughs> it really is hard to try to pick up your guitar every day. Especially-
1: and, and when
2: you do pick it up, are you doing any, are you trying to learn something new and different? So, yeah, And I think
1: his point is just to do it. Yeah. I think, you know, I I, I I, think he's always, and you're in the back of my head because you've been pushing me to do it. And, and it's funny, one day I had a hard day at work and I thought I'm going to do it first, drill. but now Scott's been pushing me to do it. And it felt wonderful in 10 minutes turned into about 40 and it was, yeah, it was yeah. pleasurable but it's it's all i run per, you know i run once or twice a week usually the first 10 minutes that i run are torture and horrible and then once i bust through that yeah it's it, it is at times euphoric other times it's just nice but you have to force yourself to do it and he said something powerful he said if you do that he go, he said i don't know anyone who does that who isn't a great guitar player
2: he doesn't know anyone.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, like how, it was. How? It's
2: so finite and sure of himself that he knows. Yeah. That if you pick up your guitar every day and noodle around on, it, even if you're a beginner, you know, we all started, yeah. or I started with one finger for twenty five or six to four, right? Or, and or, uh, or smoke. smoke on the one finger, smoke on the water, yeah. um, and now, but with the, we live in a marvelous time. We have gadgetry. We have yeah. uh, guitars that you could. Buy if you go back to our cheap guitars episode, there uh, yeah. a, a, a good instrument is attainable now, you don't spend thousands of dollars to get into it. Uh, well, the the ivy, <laughs> 187. Yep, look yep. at that, action. plays like butter, it
1: plays like butter. Look at that,
2: isn't that great? It's gorgeous. I love that what you, lo- I knew you would love that thing. Yeah. So, one of the things I got recently, I saw on the internet, this was a total internet purchase. Um this it's called a and we're not you know we're not getting paid to advertise this this is something i personally bought and i love it and it it really ties into what we're talking about you know when you want to practice and play sometimes the tone will turn you on per se and and you'll you know if if your guitar sounds like angus young then you're trying to play acdc songs it kind of i don't know it drives you a little bit better um and that's one of the things this does it's called a Go, a Spark Go. It's about 129 bucks. Um, it comes with free software for your phone, connects by Bluetooth. And so you look up a song, it pulls the it pulls the song off the internet, probably through YouTube I believe. So there's a video, then it transcribes what kind of chords you should be playing automatically, and it picks out a suggested tone. But if you don't like that tone, there's a, a gazillion pedals in here digitally and amps and settings that you could, you could pull. Gazillion's from. a lot. It's there are so many. And then you could save, you know, four of them as presets and plug, you could plug your earphones in. You could play through the little speaker and it's fantastic.
1: And it, and it really, it encourages you to play. You know, that's, I think that's one of the reasons. It does.
2: It's so much fun. Like yeah. hours go by and I'm like, oh, my God, I got to go to bed. <laughs> so a little QR code there will take you to uh guitarist.com and that will bring you to uh, if you purchase one, it'll take you to uh Amazon to finish the sale. If there's no extra charge. I get a teeny tiny little commission, but uh it's great. It's small, fits in a gig bag. I mean, it's yeah. a it's a fantastic practice tool.
1: Very cool. That, it's brilliant that someone thought of that.
2: They have bigger models um, right. that they make, which are a little more expensive, but they all use the same software. So they have one that's like a little cube, and they okay. have one. The first one is is like uh, it's like a lunchbox size amp, which right. actually is quite loud. Um, but I, I thought for the price and the portability of this, yeah, under 130 and, and to bucks. and to learn new songs for a cover band and pull up tones and get into it and pull up youtube videos and jam along i think it's fantastic
1: oh it's great so much fun and, and, and one of the things you know you know um, to get you to play more often you know we i i only have about five or six guitars i think you have probably 20 or 30.
2: i'm thinning but, out the herd though <laughs> yeah but
1: uh i have your old gino um yes but which is beautiful it really does play as nicely as a strat but I think the you know a little bit of variety in guitar is helpful. I've got this cute little practice app here. I got on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, it's a big old one. I don't think it's as genuinely old as it looks. But um, and then and like that little gadget that you showed us, a little different tone encourages you to play a little more. Like, yeah, you know where there's flange or chorus or some really cool distortion.
2: Uh, Absolutely. I was playing. Uh... I was playing a police song, right? And so Andy Summers' tone is very unique and famous, a lot of chorus, a lot of echo, a lot of a lot, a lot of effects, right? Yeah. And I, at the push of a button, I brought up a police song, Driven to Tears, I think. And right. this 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 Spark amp automatically picked up the perfect tone. Wow. Like p- people people make these tones and they upload them to the internet and then uh, you know, they they give you two or three to choose from. So if you're going to do a Pink Floyd song, It'll show you that this is the bridge, this is the solo, right? This is right. The chorus, you know, there's different tones for different things. And you just go through the tones and it's it's so much fun. It really is. It really
1: is. And, you know, it, it's interesting. It, it's still, you know, I had that old school in me. And, and you know, I think of it, we did a show, uh, I forgot who our guest was, John something, who showed us a, a rebuilt Leslie amp. Yes. He took us on a tour of his attic. John,
2: John D. Nicola
1: yeah he was an Award winner, very good <laughs> yeah. and he was wonderful and you know I, I i want that i'm buying one off of you this weekend <laughs> um and at the same time i have such a love i have my bootlegger tube amp yeah right that, that i love and i love that but i also will get nostalgic and i want to overheat those tubes and I want to get that natural distortion. Yeah, we're all, we're like, wonderful.
2: like Phil X famously says, we're all nerds, geeks. We love tone yeah. and we're tone chasers. And yeah. somebody wrote an entire book about Van Halen tone chasing. Uh, yeah. And Phil famously said on a show that, you know, you had, you had the tone when, uh, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> why are you when you're chasing? You had it, you know, you could stop. But that's the point. Yeah. Van Halen and all of us never stop tone chasing. We're always looking for like, ooh, that sounds just. My brother, texted me today, and he's like, uh, he's got this uh, multi stomp box thing by Zoom, a pedal, and he found the setting, and it's like, oh my god, it sounds just like Eddie Van Halen in the 1980s. It's it's got chorus in it and distortion, and it's perfect. And but I'm, and he was so excited, and it made him play all afternoon Van Halen songs,
1: pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And and that you know, I was just talking to someone who wants to get her kid to start playing guitar. And I said, "You got to go electric." Absolutely, it's not even a close call because it, otherwise, the odds are infinitesimally, infinitesimally. I can't say it. I don't know. You're Higher. the
2: warrior with the big words. <laughs> I know.
1: I don't talk good. <laughs> um, I don't talk good. I don't talk too good. But the 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 kid will drop guitar if you put that kid on a stick. Yeah you know the odds are probably 10 to 1 they'll drop. Well look
2: if he's a big Peter Paul and Mary fan or he likes folk yeah. music i mean yeah. you know then then you're then you're you're chasing your heroes right you're getting the same sound they have by playing acoustic guitar you know if you're a Jim Croce fan or uh or whatever yeah, you nah, know. Just play but but it's if it, you get into electric it's a whole you get actually get the best of both worlds you could play James Taylor right Yep. but you could still he play electric. ACDC. Yeah. <laughs> so uh you know i I, listen i once i started getting stomp boxes it was like a sickness i i got a distortion then i got an overdrive then i got an echo then i got a reverb then i got a chorus and a flanger and and the minute you plug that in and play one chord you're like oh my god that sounds like
1: it gets exciting
2: fill in the blank it just or your your brain remembers
1: and here's another way it encourages us if you've got a lot of either distortion or echo, whatever you're putting in there, mm-hmm. we all know it, it will serve as a cover-up to less than perfect playing. And the purists might say, no, I only like to play clean. But for the rest of us, it encourages us to play more because the sound is a little nicer because you're not hearing the mess-ups. There's all the sustain and it's a cool sound coming out. Yeah. And then it forces us to become better musicians because we're playing more.
2: hmm I mean, if somebody uh, put up a video somewhere along the line where they did, they were doing like U2 songs, Edge songs, without, oh, yeah. ec- without echo. Oh, and it yeah. sounded <laughs> kind of like, think, think, think. But once you add that echo, it's part of his tone, part of his sound, and part of the yeah. rhythm of the whole song. Everything is coming out of that that echoing, you know, that delay. Yeah, that delay. Digital, yeah. No, that delay.
1: And, and that's part of his art. And, right. and, and it's also, I think, why that uh, the movie where it was him, uh, was it Jack? Uh, who was the other guitar player and uh, Jimmy Page were on it? It's in black and white. It's three guitar players. So it's the Edge, Jimmy Page. And oh, oh, this one. is
2: going to get loud and Jack and and, yeah. and, ja- and and White. Jack, Jack. White. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And everyone who watches that has such a lack of respect for poor Edge, <laughs> you know, because he, he's not a virtuoso. He's just not. I yeah. always said.
2: I always said he's a, a sound alchemist.
1: Yes, that's a beautiful way to put it. Yeah. He he
2: he he puts together a sound and a tone that that services the song, right?
1: Yep. Right. Um, and that's and he's an artist. Yeah. And you and you more think, than many. There,
2: there, there I too. could I could think of a lot of songs that use you know the Wawa pedal's the star of the show. The whammy pedal's the star of the show. The the right. digital delay is the star of the show. You know, without those effects, you can't cover Run Like Hell by Pink yeah. Floyd with all that with all that digital madness going on. No,
1: for um, um um uh what's his name? The one who just went on tour again it was supposed to stop playing with the mouth
2: uh the mouth. Oh, Peter Frampton.
1: Peter Frampton. Yeah, what's yeah. what's
2: that song going to sound like without a, a talk It won't box sound on. like it. Yeah,
1: it just won't sound like
2: it. I mean, that is a huge yeah. part of the song. So guitar yeah. effects uh drive us to come up with new new ideas cathedral by van halen let's say yeah but he's 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 using the uh the, the volume volumes. control on the on the guitar yeah. and he's got an that's echo so, going yeah. on yeah. and it kind of sounds like a violin yeah. amazing yeah. amazing but you can't cover that without an echo and it won't work no, no. there's no way that's gonna happen
1: and, and and i'm gonna bring us back home on this so when we talk about our theme discourage or encourage for us to encourage ourselves what you're talking about is perfect.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well you can you can encourage yourself, uh, and you could be a little, maybe taken back is the right word. Yeah. Um, you know, you see. Uh, I saw Steve Vai at the Starland Ballroom. I'll never forget how amazing that was. I okay. was just like, I think I was doing this the whole time. Right. Yeah. Right. Just staring. I'm like, what is going? His just crazy amounts of. Of, of of notes going on but, but in a tasteful way yeah and when i met steve i at the that metal show jim florentine brought me along and he called me up said hey you want to come down steve i is going to be on the show and after the show um one of the things i do when i meet famous people is they don't talk about what they do
1: right that's otherwise
2: it's like yeah 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 i yeah yeah oh, that's what i did on that song okay yeah they get bored right away Steve right. and I were talking about holistic medicine and bees, believe it or not, for like right. 15 minutes. And Jim Florentine comes walking by and goes, "Hey, Scott plays guitar." You know, yeah. like he knowing that what I do and he go, he go and, and right away he like kind of clammed up a little bit. So I, I bet, go, "Yeah. So, in order to kind of get us out of a thunk right away, I said, "Oh, you play guitar too? <laughs> Are you any good?" And That's and, and I got a little chuckle out of him. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's <laughs> he's so, he's so amazing. So amazing. Uh, same thing with Joe Satriani, just amazing players. So you got that level of guy. And then you have, I like some of the old blues players. Yeah. You know, and, and... who could play one note and make the hair on my neck stand up. Exactly. Because I don't have any hair on my head. So it's got to be the hair on my
1: neck. It has to be the same the... year.
2: Albert Collins or or Freddie King or, you know. Um, you know, just just so good, Johnny Winter. Ugh. I know, I know. And now, now
1: let me ask you this. So you've got our heroes, right? I don't know too often if you watch a hero, where you might get discouraged. But what if it's someone within reach? You know, someone you grew up with, someone who was in your immediate orbit, and they're two or three levels better. I wonder if that's the scenario where it can get discouraging because you know, like you, you could look at an internationally famous guitar player mm-hmm. and think, all right, well that that's Stevie Ray Vaughan. you know. Right. Uh dare I say we haven't brought him up before. John Mayer. <laughs> that would be a look, whole
2: I'm, I'm a I'm I'm not like am I a f- big fan of John Mayer? No, but I can appreciate his guitar playing. He's
1: damn good, right. It's but then very you get you know, so you're a Bar A one day and, you know, guitar player X, I'm making up a name, not Felix, but, you know, just some random guitar player shows up who's at your level, but you watch her or him and you feel like, wow, they do that better than I do. They do that better than I do. And you're 10 years younger. You know? I think
2: I think vocally I can bring it sometimes. I could tell you that. uh Yeah. Um, When I played Stone Pony, I knew some, there was a famous singer in, the, in this audience right that i i completely blew my voice out i was singing note the band's like what are you singing these crazy notes oh my god it's so amazing blah, 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 blah. i could because joe Schmo's here so i you know yeah. I, 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 I got caught up in it and i wanted to be really good so he, you know? but he
1: also made you in a healthy way a little bit competitive I
2: guess. yeah so in a competitive way i wasn't like like jealous of the guy but i knew that he's he's a great singer Yeah. and I, I poured on i poured gas on the fire that night like big time. Like I would so say, that's, no, it's think, way <laughs> out of my, not out of my range. It's in my range, but I, I normally don't go that hard. You, and you caused yourself a little damage. And, and the right. next day I was
1: like, hi yeah. everybody.
2: Yeah. I sound like a, I sounded like a loan shark from Brooklyn. Right. So that, that was the squarely,
1: Yeah. That's falls squarely into the category of encourage Then, Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. So I haven't heard from you, which is healthy too much discourage
2: yeah i can i think um i think the discouraging happens at the at the early levels of your of your journey yeah i think it could right. happen you know yeah, yeah. you know because i had it on when i was playing drums when i was a kid and i used to go to a lot of drum clinics with my father who was right. emceeing these things and i met some of the greatest drummers in the world I mean yeah. Louie Belson buddy rich uh, Simon Phillips Billy Cobham you know all, all, all kinds of really high-end amazing drummers and I was just like ah
1: oh, yeah
2: am I ever gonna get that good oh man I don't know well and they would just tell me oh yo practice every day keep at it speed you got to start slow and work up your speed and you know all these things and I'm like all right well and I and I I did get okay on drums I, I don't think I was world class awesome. but right but i mean there's even even in the drum world there's some drummers that just have a really good groove and they're not really super quick fancy like like gringo or steve gadd you know they're not known for their fast playing you know and and is fast is it's not you know there isn't any speed limit on music per se but i mean sometimes fast is too fast it's too like your brain can't even absorb sometimes what you're hearing I mean, and, and that's
1: another thing I'm seeing all over the internet. There's a couple of drummers who will take silly videos that are going viral and make songs out of them. Have you seen these? <laughs> yeah, and and they're they're like human metronomes. I mean, they, yeah, they're, you know, some of them are like physically jacked. You know, they're they're big guys, and and, and they are just machines.
2: I think as far as far as guitar playing, when you um... When you do have a fast riff in your in your repertoire, as Aaron Detridge says, yeah. um it, it, it it'll stick out a little more if everything else is kinda serving the yeah. song. Right and, right and kind of like a bit of a bluesy lick and and some feel, and you're stretching your notes and they're in pitch. Right. Um right. you throw a little two handed tap here and there, but nothing nutty. Um you, you know, that's what that's why Jeff Beck was so great. Yeah. Right. He he. Who just he was he would like the fast stuff would stick out at you because the rest of it was sort of fluid and melodic and there was cool things going on and then he would play something. Go whoa! What was that?
1: Yeah. Well, it's 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 what the whole said. thing
2: it's, is yeah. fast.
1: No, I could, you're
2: done. I, I'm i I'm like I can't absorb all that.
1: You mean all like Ingve Malmsteen
2: Yeah. I'm very yeah. very bored at one of his concerts. I was really, it was so over the top that I I actually kind of started tuning out. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't inspiring me at all because I'm like, I can't do that. I'm never going to do that.
1: Well, I- one of the themes we've had on the show countless times is the notion of selflessness. So you mentioned before service the song. Yeah. And you, along with many other guests, have talked about playing to your audience, m- making yeah. sure that the people in attendance have a good experience. And when a guitar is there to service one's own e- or a solo or any kind of playing, is solely designed to service one's own ego. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, yeah, that, that's not even music at that point.
2: I mean, I, I I invented my own little solo for "Country Roads." Believe it or not, that we play in the it band is. all the time, and it's got some slow, stretchy notes in it with a little two-handed tap, you know, right. a, a la Neil Giraldo, you know, <laughs> and yeah. and Jeff Beckish with I got a little whammy bar going in there to make it sound sort of like a slide, right? But I. You know, it, way over the top for an easy song and an easy, I could make, play a lot easier of a solo. But it's like, let me do something creative. a little more interesting and creative, you yeah. know.
1: Once I said I said 10, 15 minutes ago, you are an artist or something. <laughs> and, and even when you're playing a cover, you, you can't help, nor should you help, from being artistic.
2: You got to sprinkle in part. your own self into, when you're doing yeah. covers anyway. I mean, there are iconic solos and iconic songs you really can't deviate from like right. you're playing in uh guns and roses let's say you, you got to play People the riff exactly that. the same way and the, the solos exactly the same way or we're doing metallica i try to cop the solo same way or bon jovi or something but once right. in a while you like if we're playing uh some kind of funk song and i'm and i am allowed to go nuts or we do superstition so yeah. it's it's in the flavor of steve ray Vaughan, but i'm not playing like steve ray vaughn right right i'm right. just like a little because my my guitar heroage is an amalgamation of uh, whammy bar tricks from Brad Gillis, two handed tapping from <laughs> Van Halen, uh, melodic solos from Randy Rhodes, uh, bluesy stuff from Steve Ray Vaughan and Johnny Winter, and all that stuff is mushed together. Like I know some guys can't play slide guitar worth worth, worth their crap. Right, you know, it's it, it just doesn't come off well. But I'm feel, I feel like if you're doing ZZ Top, or you're doing a song that has a slide in it, like Rocky Mountain Way or something, you
1: yeah,
2: you, you got to play the slide.
1: You got to play the
2: slide. And if, if the the song has a talk box in it, you better get out the talk box. That's Don't right. give me this wah wah pedal stuff, which sounds yeah. close, but it doesn't sound no, like the want. song. You can get you that gotta,
1: extra. You got to service the song.
2: Or I use my yeah. little uh, toy ray gun for Rebel Yell that I stole that idea from Steve Stevens.
1: Or your kazoo. <laughs> kazoo, yeah. yeah. I'm dying
2: to bring out the marching band drum. Oh, that would be I'm bothering everybody about that. I bought lighted sticks. I bought this marching band drum like six years ago. We are going to do something with it. Nothing ever happened. I'm like, guys, we brought the confetti cannon back the last show. Let's bring this marching band drum into the thing. It's going to be solid. People are going to go crazy.
1: I think it's a great idea.
2: Put on a show. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Well, just like that, fifty minutes went by. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> we thought we were going to do thirty. No, nah, we uh, we're we're on all kinds of uh, topics and and stuff. Yeah. So you you want to talk about our merch or upcoming shows? Yeah. yeah, Let's.
1: Well, I'll give you the upcoming shows. I'll talk about the merch. Why don't you slide it onto the screen a little bit?
2: All right. Well, upcoming shows wise, we have uh, scheduled to appear. We should say because things always not booked yet.
1: I, I just got over COVID. Oh, poor so.
2: Dave. He, he ruined yeah. the whole the whole August calendar, but that's okay. I did. I we'll did. come back. Um, yeah. But we have uh, a representative from a guitar company called Vintage Guitar. And know. You try to Google Vintage Guitar, you're going to get all kinds of pictures of Vintage Guitar. Too many but hits. Yeah. This is a vin- the Vintage Guitar Company. And yeah. I just love what they're doing. They're making relic and non-relic versions of all your favorite guitars very very reasonably priced and yeah. very very well made and i want to hear how they uh came up with some of those designs and stuff then we have mike wren aka the desk chicken who's uh, uh who's in charge of collecting kiss so that's our kiss episode we'll have a lot he, of kiss he's, stuff I think going the biggest on collector in the world of Kiss. Talk, uh, we'll be talking about kissery and all kinds of kiss stuff yep. um uh, you know all kinds of stuff like that and we have uh Dan, the song parody man. You may remember him from from Howard Howard Stern. Stern. Yep, yep, yep. Dan Dan, uh, wants to come on the show and talk about writing song parodies and what he's up to. Uh, And Don Jameson from That Metal Show and also from their new show, That Rocks, which is online. Don is also a touring comedian. you want to see the the, uh, parallel between comics and musicians, I think that would be interesting. Plus, Don actually plays guitar, which is really cool
1: a semi-prerequisite that we don't enforce yeah it. we
2: don't really yeah. we haven't really been enforcing it i think if you're an interesting guest you're just an interesting yeah. guest yeah. um and i think that's all that's on the calendar as far as upcoming guests I think
1: uh, it
2: is too. and then our if you click the little uh, well not click if you take a picture of the merch uh qr code at the top you can check out our merch store. we got a lot of cool stuff um on there is a little oh, we have such cool picture. Maybe mugs,
1: of... the hats, the shirts. Yeah, all kinds of
2: stuff. Yeah, it's um, stuff. so we. I'm not wearing my hat today, but I should have. No,
1: nah, I got a, my bootlegger hat over here. That doesn't count.
2: Well, over here in Wall Township, New Jersey, the sky is opening. It's finally raining about as hard as could possibly rain. Now we're, <laughs> we're, I'm, I can
1: see here in uh, Beach Haven West. I see a very cloudy sky, but no rain yet. But yeah, it's it's,
2: it's raining pretty hard. My dogs are going to be scared. So until next time, we will see you soon with a regular installment, not an intermezzo installment of Guitar Tales, right, Dave?
1: That's absolutely right. Have a great night, everyone, and we'll see you next time.
2: Take care, everybody.
1: Bye-bye.